0: Wait, so you're talking weird shit?
1: What do you mean? Like stuff you've seen that just doesn't have any relevance.
0: Like in the woods?
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen a deer walking completely backwards?
0: <laughs> it's it's so funny because when you said that, I literally, in my mind, I pictured a deer walking backwards. Like, and I, I've seen I, it. I can't.
1: I've seen it. I'm telling you, I've fucking seen it. <laughs>
0: There you have it. Really getting jacked up. All right, well we got to st- we got to start with this. What? W- so when are you recording? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much you've never seen a deer walk backwards.
0: I've seen a deer walk backwards in context, like okay he busted me or got my wind, got sketched out, walked backwards, kind of like backpedaled out of the situation. But I've never. In my mind, I'm picturing like well, no. just like a deer trotting backwards. Well, but. I wasn't
1: doing a slide like Michael Jackson or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I've seen numerous deer.
0: So, but what do you mean about not knowing the con? Like, why is that weird shit? Aren't you related? Well, it wasn't it to they something? were
1: busting me, but maybe something was up or decided that.
0: So you can you'd consider that weird shit? Mm. Or, or yeah, is wouldn't, that you, do, a wouldn't you just thing? turn
1: around and walk the other way? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, so if I've seen that, what else have I seen? Okay, how about deer on scrapes? Why is it, uh, so if a deer comes in postures normal, you know, stretches out and starts working a scrape, he can only reach so high to hit branches, and that kind of tells you that there's a bigger, badder guy than you. Have you seen, and I've seen mature deer do it, these little weasels on their back legs, Reaching his high as they can, that he—I mean you think they're fooling somebody, that they're like uh, a bigger, better buck than the next going out.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen him. I've seen him stand up on the hind legs, but I don't.
1: Does some other buck come along, smell that buck, and then smell that it was way up higher than him, and he thinks he's King Kong, or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't no. know. Is he trying to mark new branches? Is it got something to do with leaving this, leaving more scent, or I mean, or is he thinking he's going to leave scent where somebody can't cover it up? And is that the whole uh, is that the whole purpose of getting higher on well, the tree? That's, that's the whole point of this oh, <laughs> conversation yeah
1: conversations. <laughs> I don't know. Uh I've seen a year and a half old buck. I've told this story before a little bit um funniest shit I ever seen. Walk down the edge of a field, come up to a scrape, posture, and then just not be tall enough for, to even reach the branch and just it looked like the most um What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, almost like his shoulders just trumped down. And he just walked off, like, you know, <laughs> fucking next year, maybe, or something. Um, That's hilarious. You, well, it didn't, you know, wanted to play the game, but it just I realized it was, you know, maybe, maybe a year too early or something. But So I've seen that. All yeah, right. when
0: you said weird uh, shit, I was picturing, like.
1: Okay, have you ever seen a deer drinking out of a creek, uh, kicking up the water, stirring up the water before it drinks?
0: yeah I was on a whole different wavelength when you were talking weird, like I was
1: but well, I got a bunch of weird shit then I mean that's let's not call it weird. let's call it just stuff you don't see normally in the woods um obviously, you've probably seen deer breed does already in the woods um
0: you were talking like rare occurrences that you get yeah to witness? so um
1: I seen a mature buck breed a doe um, and then literally just go bed down. And then a small buck come up to him and start sparring with one of his, just one of his tines, and he would just, he just leaned his head out too and let the, the little guy and that thing was just sitting there clicking and sparring. while this thing was like kind of resting up or whatever? It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I've. Now normally
1: it. you'd think a buck would destroy or kill or a little deer couldn't even get into See, every same bachelor group. I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. Every, every every situation that I've witnessed with what I think was a big dominant mature buck in the rut like that, I've never seen one hard, hard dogging or hard chasing. It's like they didn't need to like, 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 so I've, I've, the one, the one situation I can think of in particular, huge bottom field, um, you know, probably 15, 20 deer in there. And these smaller bucks, even decent-sized bucks, chasing around does and, and dogging them pretty hard or whatever. But um, in this particular instance, there was a bigger deer who, I mean, was just feeding in the field, standing around. It was like he almost let—I mean, he let the young ones chase them all around. I mean, they chased they chased these does for hours. And then he right. just sat there with—and it, and it was like he sat there with his head, head down in the cut crop. And then, you know, it was maybe half hour before dark, finally— that dough ran by like one time and he didn't even run. He just, he just, at one point in time, he lifted his head and then made his way over to where the whole group was, walked through everybody and bred the dough. And and it was literally, it was, it Oh,
1: I know it wasn't that. I was going to tell you, I've seen that hundreds of times, but it's, the dough wasn't ready. No, but apparently no. the dough was ready.
0: Well, the thing is, is like in every situation that. Now, this was... A that buck. was unusual. This is an old bastard, though. I mean, like, this was a buck that...
1: Yeah, but still, if she was ready, you wouldn't think that he would even well, let a chance of something else on that, though. See,
0: and I don't know. Well, this this buck I actually shot in... I think I shot him in the leg. Never found him. Um, that wasn't a Big 12, was it? No, no, oh. it wasn't that deer. Uh, this was an old, like, just over-the-hill type, 150 heavy deer, big body, like, just, just kind of limping around... Right. Um, so but then I, I...
1: I've noticed over the years a lot of that happening where the does just aren't ready. They're getting a stink, you know, that four-day period that they're going to. The deer are starting to follow them, and then what happens is, you know, as the days go on, uh, bigger deer take over, bigger deer take over, and then when just before they're ready to be bred, the big boy comes in and steals the whole show. I've seen that numerous times. But, yeah, I've never seen one actually, a doe that was actually ready to be bred let any other buck anywhere near him because they got pretty fucking wound up you know
0: you mean the the buck that was gonna breed let anybody yeah all the near. other bucks just
1: even anywhere around
0: well and that's when that's when i started thinking because i thought it was odd too because i thought i didn't know if they were just chasing or whatever but then when i finally seen or when i seen that buck breeding that doe um i started to think i'm like okay we'll do these Truly, do these truly dominant deer do they ever chase? Like, do they? I mean, are they playing the dog and pony show, or do they know? Do they know they can get what they want when they when they need to get it? and Depends how wound up they are, I guess. Or I mean, maybe how dominant they are. You know, the thing is, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We, We can look at a lineup of deer, and we can look at the one that looks the most dominant, or that has the coolest rack, or the biggest rack. That don't mean shit. I mean, it's just like you I kind of
1: tell when a deer comes through the woods. Yeah, uh, if, I mean, if he thinks he's all that shit. Yeah, but I've and, seen bucks come through that literally sound like a person coming through the woods because they are making so much noise, freaking walking on purpose to let everybody know. I mean, they, yeah, they but that's just like a loud
0: mouth in a bar too. Sometimes right. they ain't shit. No, so, but so it, yeah, but
1: he's still showing off that they're.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, it's just something I've always wondered about because I've seen. And then all the breeding instances that I've seen, which I've actually seen quite a few, none of them have ever involved multiple. It was always kind of like I got into a lockdown group, like yeah. and it was a one buck, one doe, and then they ended up breeding, Right. not like in a in a community like that. I had a
1: good, uh, I think now this brings up a lot of good stories. Uh, so I was hunting a, would have been a potential probably state record whitetail back in the 90s. 136. Um, No, um, the record at the time was 177. I think Miles Keller held it. And this buck was all in that range. But this thing was so freaking wound up, it literally killed three different other deer on the property. And the weird thing about it, they were all tiny little young deer. Um, So this buck was so wound up. uh, There was a doe going in the heat there. It was probably that three days before. And he had nothing big to fight, um, and literally, um, I seen uh, this buck chasing doles and all wound up and just grunting and just going all crazy back in there, and he was uh, literally chasing a small, like, three-pointer round. This deer left, like, this core area that I was hunting on the edge of, got away from that big deer, could have been into that major swamp, you know, where our property is in the falls, that buck came out and, and made a grunt at that buck. And this is what I think he said. Get your frickin' ass over here, back here, and spar me, or I'm really going to kick your ass. And that poor son of a bitch, after he heard that thing grunt, did a big loop around, went back in to, like, frickin', okay, you know. just this leave the small, the small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That deer went into a spot behind the pines. The other one went in behind the pines, and I couldn't see him. But he murdered that. It sounded like a baby was being tortured back in there, and then it went silent. And then uh, a couple days later, because I didn't want to screw that area up, because this buck was still in there, I found that deer gourd up under the guts, one over by the island's gourd up under the guts, another little small deer. And I don't think there was any other big deer to to get his, you know, trigger tripped or to fight. Mm-hmm. So he, and he was tearing the shit out of pines and branches. But that was pretty unique. Um,
0: yeah, that's interesting. I've Well,
1: we've had a murderer on this property already too, that big bastard, but
0: um Yeah, that was that was that was pretty epic. Um I mean I've seen I don't know well, Wasn't
1: yeah. wasn't the uh Mr. Cleanup killer or? Yeah. That was the one that was all busted up. Man, we got a video of that, uh from I think that was X O P's White Tail Dictionary sponsored uh my hat on level B remember that fight that just drag out frickin'
0: Yeah, which which was yeah, he came out all covered yeah, in blood. That, yeah, though. which which is cool because that was a that was an, ugly. It was an epic battle between these two deer. But the context is that before this battle even started, there was a what ten pointer on the field eat, eating around with some does, and then Mr. Clean. This was it just a bruiser, 160 inch eight point, like just a just a, a beast Attitude. of a deer, and just kind of eased out onto the field and. Rack covered in blood, like dripping blood, like yeah. literally just got done going Four something. Four
1: inches covered on all the tines and
0: Yeah, that you know. that is, that's just wild, man. It's a, it's a, it's freaking nuts out there. Oh, man, it's, a sometimes. it's a it's a. And, um, you know, I've seen to that point, like I've, I've never seen anything as crazy as like what you're talking about, those little ones, but I've seen these little poor bastards get blindsided, you know, not wanting to have anything to do with a the fight. They're getting pushed around a field and they kind of run off and then. You know, um, got their head in the ground, they're feeding a little bit, and then, you know, uh, the bigger deer, the more dominant deer, gets a wild hair up his ass and just blindsides him in the ass yeah, or something. you'd think they'd kill him on some of them hits they hit him on
1: to, knock well, him right on their freaking ass. And
0: well, that So brings, here's what I
1: think it is. It's like the vicious cycle. I think them deer get their asses bullied and beat up all their life, and then they come into their own in three years, and, they, and it's payback time. I don't think there's many really nice bucks out there to tell you the truth they're just it's just a vicious uh yeah but vicious world out there
0: just like i i I Uh. think it's so situational and uh, the temperament and um attitude of a deer i think is just so so unpredictable just like humans whether they're gonna take the pressure and getting bumped or whether they're gonna you know i mean be territorial or or like some of the some i've seen some deer that you thought would have been just wouldn't back down from anything and just i mean Mm -hmm. are like Little bitches. Yeah, I mean, they just run away.
1: You made um, a point there about the, taking the bump. I believe uh, that I have the success I have with them, that bumping and dumping. Those deer that I'm hunting, those are dominant, big, freaking deer that do not okay. back down a shit.
0: That's a perfect segue. I'm going to interrupt you for one second because— this is where if we look at the differences between bump and dumps and your kind of textbook way that you've done it throughout the years and then the way i kind of adapted that i was doing it i think they're are two different ways that are both successful but that's what i play it toward i play it toward the temperament of the deer if you have a dominant deer like you're saying those are the deer that you need to get in there right away because they don't give a shit and they're going to come back and they want to come back. Yeah, you're,
1: not, you're not scaring a monitor. I've always said you can't burn them out of monitor home range. Sure. And,
0: and that's yeah. So that's a great. So when you get a deer, who's got his territory and that's his, and then you know those are like the the ones that'll probably die on that first that sit that evening or, or getting them coming back an hour later. Um, the I think the less dominant bucks will kind of abandon that area go to a safe zone, go to a plan B and then a, a twenty four hours later we'll recycle on that you know, on that route. You know, maybe not as dominant of a deer, but they're kind of just Right. You know And then I don't give them the twenty four hours, I go
1: bump them out of that spot too and just stay in their ass if it's the one you want. Yeah, but I chased no, it, it there's in, no in, in the, the falls it's there's, weird. There's no
0: time in the day. That doesn't even make any sense. I know.
1: I'm, what I'm saying is uh, so what was weird, I was hunting a deer in the Tamarack swamp and I, I was miss. I was going by size of the track, and I I knew about the deer that was seen. Was everybody was talking about? And in my mind, that deer is the one I was chasing, and it had this really big track. So I figured, well, that's the biggest buck, right? I went in three different times, three different, and scouted and hunted, and I could have killed the same buck. All three different times of new sets, new scouts, new hunts, and I realized that bigger print was not the big deer. I kept showing up. Yeah, it was but, the same damn deer. I was getting on to him, but it was a different deer.
0: But that wasn't all in the same evening. No, yeah. no, that was over. Cause
1: yeah, it was over three days, four that's days. That's what
0: I'm saying. There's no, there's no time in that. So when you get that, when you when you get in that situation, if you bump that deer and then you play that evening hunt and he doesn't show up that's your one shot for that day that's all that's left is the next day so you can't continuously it would be unwise to continue to bump that deer again well you're already set up in your hunting
1: it's it's that that setup is done but i have uh well here's a good story too so i had uh, deer on the sagaman river was flooded the whole bottoms were flooded and bucks from other properties ended up coming up on it we had the high ground ended up coming up on there for a while and living on that piece of ground because there was Nowhere where they normally lived. And I had three good bucks. Uh, One was right around that 170, and I had them pinned on that hillside where they were bedding consistently. And I was trying to get to the bigger one, obviously. And um, they'd get in in the morning, and they'd settle in, and I might be able to kill one of the smaller ones, but I couldn't get the one I wanted. And I'm stuck there with them bedding. I want to get the hell out of there because it's going to be a while. I literally bumped one of those bucks Three times from the tree stand, I didn't want to know it was when I want to burn a spot. I was trying to like spook him to get him off that so I could slip the hell out of there, and I spooked him off once by uh I think I threw a screw in step at a a doe that was there to startle him, and then he she, he got up and turned around and went bed right back down and then I tried doing whenever when he look, I try and do some fricking goofy grunting just trying to get him to get the hell out of there. The second time I got him finally to startle, uh, and that's where I learned, um, do you know that if a big stick lands on a deer, they really don't, it's natural, they don't even give a shit and move. That's <laughs> literally, but finally that thing ran, and then I got halfway down a tree and a bastard turned around and came right back to the same freaking bed. But by that time, I had the advantage where I was on the backside of that tree and he was a little over-rising, I could get down and get out of there to get the hell out of there. Um, I wish I'd have been a better shot, I probably could have launched one at, at that distance, but it was a long, long way. Wait, boat. that
0: was the deer you were trying to kill? Yeah, it was. that
1: was the bigger one that was trying to kill, but I, I never get close to him. I just get close to these other. Um, and then you had some does mixed in there. But I'm getting at a point that that deer didn't know it was a human, obviously. Well, yeah. That, but it did get bumped out of its bed, spooked or startled. Why wouldn't it just go to another spot? That's
0: Probably a, because he
1: didn't know another spot, right?
0: No, I, I think, I personally think deer always have another spot. But I but think. But these are deer from a different property. Oh, like so. This might be their other spot. Oh, these, this, these bucks were never on the whole. This season. is their secondary spot. It, it was flooded Which, down there. So this is this is my take on that. So I've, I think this is the best situation you can get in. Like, and there's, it, What, where you were at in the situation you were in. I mean, you, you beat all those deer. It's like late, you know, when you're, you know, when you beat that monarch, that first deer out, and then the, the floodgates open up. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing in bedding areas when. You've been there, and all these deer come. All these deer have established that area. They're comfortable. Like They're not going to just, they don't want to leave. That's their spot. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're getting startled from these random things. But, I mean, had you ran full bore at them, they'd have left. It's like everything's checked out, everything's cool. And when you're in there and you get out of there, I've had it where these deer,
1: it's like they can't even believe that somebody was in there, and they don't react the same as,
0: if they were just coming in and then sent something or busted you, that's what I'm saying. You beat them already. Yeah, it's, and they've all yeah. become comfortable. That's they've all bedded up. You've been there the entire time. Like most of the time, these deer don't just. I mean, you don't just see a deer. He walks in from a hundred yards, plops his knees down, beds up, and and puts his head down and goes to sleep like no. that. That doesn't happen, right? So it's this process of he's checking that whole way, right? He's checking that whole way. He gets in there. He mills around. He looks around. Well, all this shit, right? He's becoming comfortable. And then, you know, when he's comfortable, and now you've beat him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he lays down. Now, I think that's amplified when all of a sudden you sprinkle him five or six does. And all of a sudden, now you're in an area. It's strength in numbers. Like, this herd is safe. Mm-hmm. N- nobody else is spooking. You were trying to spook that one deer. It's just like you said. You're inside the circle right there. I mean, I don't know. I think it's got to do with the. Uh... If half them deer were standing up. That probably wouldn't happen, Or if one of the small bucks, like, you know, but they were all settled in. I've had deer, bucks, that came in, settled down, and then actually went to sleep, like head on, like rack on the ground. When you get to that, when you get to that point, it's like you can do fucking anything.
1: Most of the deer that come in by me will bed up, and then they, within, I don't know, 40 minutes, half an hour, hour, they get up and they re-situate a lot of them. I did have that big uh, uh, non-typical, I was on our property, come up on a ridge, and I actually watched him funny as shit. I was going to get down and probably try and shoot him on the ground. He literally leaned up against a tree and was just out freaking yeah. cold. I mean, I think I could have stabbed him in the freaking heart if I got down at the balls to go do it. But uh, I figured I'd just let him have that, and I'd change up the next day and, he'd, and be in. But uh, I got it, stuck with the flyer buck. Um, it would have been the last thing I want to do is sit all freaking day with a buck bedded.
0: Within 50 yards of you,
1: dude.
0: That's what's that's why physically daunting. I've been in the situation too, just like you said, where I'm trying to. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I was standing up, waving my arms, and now these are small. These are small bucks, but they and they've been bedded for 30, 40 minutes, and they're just kind of zoned out. And I've stood up, doing the old arm wave, just trying to. And then they almost like they 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 see you, and then they get startled for a second. They look at you. And then you can't believe it, but they just is that more of a rut type of during the rut type of buck or no? This is just like in what I, you know what it is. I'm gonna tell you what it is. I think I know what it is. It's that you don't give a shit. Well, and that, there is that's there part is no demeanor in your hundred percent self that causes that deer harm. So that deer doesn't. He knows he doesn't got to get out. of it. He yeah. the, especially when they notice you, when you know that they see you and they don't bolt and they don't care. That's right. That's all. That's all that sixth sense, in my opinion. Okay, that's part of it, for
1: sure. But there's another part, I think, um, uh, a deer during a rut, completely run down and physically Yeah, this ain't, I'm not talking about rut deer. No, I'm just telling you, a situation like that would be like that. Um, They're almost like numb or in a zone, and then they're in a bedding where they're going to go into a numb zone anyhow. Uh, I think that's a deer that's just just got it. That's why I like hunting mornings so so good. They're running all night. They're they're beat to shit, wiped out, and I think their guard is less down than when they're just fresh, getting up out of a bed in the evening, and coming out. You know, they got their they got their game on. You know, so um, so I've seen that uh, kind of a, almost like they run a horse to train a horse. Well, you they run them into a sweat where they literally almost physically and mentally give up and submit to your freaking your training.
0: So well, I don't well, know. Well, there's like that. there's I mean I think we yeah we can all agree that the rutted them rutted deer when they're gassed I mean they're just I uh, got one on video this year that I literally got down well the the thing is they got so much testosterone they don't care though like they it's hindering their their whole thought process too and their their natural instinct like all that testosterone they don't so not only are they tired they really don't give a shit like they're not thinking about danger and coyotes and they're thinking about one thing breeding you know Um. You want to talk about some, you want to talk about some messed up stuff, you know, on that same topic, I believe this is what, it's an internal struggle of mine for late season food sources too, because I am almost confident that in some situations, if it's cold enough and the food is, 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 um, I guess absent enough or whatever, if you get a good enough food source, sometimes like these deer, they know they, they know it's an ambush, and they got to come in. It's a fact. Um,
1: it's an absolute fact because I watch, even in the yard as I'm feeding after the season's over, uh, nasty shit and weather they are out there. You come out of the house, and they're just not – they don't have the freaking energy or the wherewithal to just leave. And then you get a nice couple of days of good weather, and them little bastards, like they want to play like they're they're badass and now, they and they can run off and – and go to – do it's funny, I mean, how they just change up just on that. Um, same with uh, food plots. If you hit, make them too big, you know, some of them deer will just come in just out of range, bow range, and they'll be in there, and there's a blind there or something, ground blind, they know it's there, and they're just going to take that chance because it's uh, the other chance of just dying of starvation yeah, or yeah, something they, they, worse, you know. So, But that's getting where it's really nasty. So, um, yeah, when in Rome they play uh, – They play like like they got it all figured out, uh, but they don't. Uh, What was the other one? I had another good. uh... Okay, lightning. Lightning strikes. When I first started hunting and killed, uh, actually it was my first Pope and Young. Next year I want to run back right to that same tree in that same spot was hit by lightning in that year and was down i've had that happen four different times where the tree that i killed a deer in the year before got hit by lightning
0: i'm intrigued right now because
1: does a deer know or does deer travel through the path of least resistance like lightning does do they know and sense like a fish in pressure high pressure water or low pressure how it can move through the water easier can they sense why do all these cows go to spots and they all get hit by lightning and get killed?
0: So I, I think ambassadors I something to that. I don't know enough about lightning. I mean, I'm not going to play like I do. I, actually, I don't know shit about lightning. But okay, so, so, so why, it, why it's striking? I mean, so this is my question. If, if If lightning strikes, apparently from this path of least resistance, why is it so rare that lightning strikes the same place twice? Or is uh, the ions that build tale? up
1: that make the little bit of less resistance. Once the lightning strikes, I think that changes up shit. And it goes away for the specific storm where all the ions are built. But I have, but that, that I have seen that, lightning strike. But that spot is right. still the the least
0: resistance for some
1: reason. Right. Or? So, but I'm not saying why did that tree, why was the tree fricking why did it hit there during the year that it must have. What do you mean? This, the, I'm just saying it's a it's a something I noticed
0: um kind of freaked me out um you're saying that what happened you're saying that I got tape No, I'm not I'm not I contesting not. that it happened. I'm just I'm just trying to in order to answer the question like so I said it, Okay, you want to get we we'll people's up and arms. How does a freaking white tail know uh a cellular camera is going off? That that's a good one to get into next. And but that that's easily explainable. Yeah, there's a lot. I can't there. explain the lightning thing because I know that Lightning hitting the same spot more than once is rare, but I don't know about the tree. But The I very do, same
1: spot is rare, but the same mound is not. I've
0: seen it. But I do know this. So this is what's interesting, because I've never heard... I've All the stories I've heard you tell, I've never heard you talk about lightning striking your tree. Lightning struck a tree that I killed the deer out of, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, whatever. Split the tree right in half. Mm-hmm. And Coincidence? Or... No, I don't know. That's why I was just thinking about that particular instance. Now, so here's a. Are those trees just in awesome spots of passive and least resistance, like for animals moving through, or is it all chance? But or, this is know. big,
1: huge, massive national forest hardwoods where everything's kind of like the same, except maybe maybe there's a high point, whatever it is. Um, I don't know why they would. Uh, so here's how crazy I think about, and here's how my mind works when I will look at scrapes when I look at sign. I'm a really um, observer in that. I just don't see a research thing, and I dissect in My head just wants to know why. I was almost going to get see if they had some type of uh, electrical-type reader where maybe you could go out and actually, you know, maybe, it would, like almost like a guitar counter or something for, um, for radiation or something where it would tell you that this is it. Look at this. This is the path. Okay, uh,
0: folks, we're getting into the old <laughs> balloon topic now. No, what? Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. We are. So
1: there's, there's, you know, it, you laugh at it, but a guy starts to wonder, you know. He walks in the spot and he uh, jumps a deer and there's a balloon there or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of on that train of thought. Um, so what's your take on the whole balloon thing? So I know you're. I, I think it's a whole crock of shit. It has no. <laughs> the, balloon, the balloon ran out of air right there and it, and it went to the ground. Um, so. Uh, it's got
0: nothing to do with. Uh... I've said this in past podcasts. Even when we were talking, I think people will. You can make a correlation on anything you want. Right. I mean, so. But I think what people say is that, like, these balloons are supposed to end up in this area because it's some, like, uh, pull of all things right. into one area or some shit, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I, what... I can say this. I've found a shit ton of balloons that were just <laughs> randomly in fields yeah. all over, you know? So um, Not to rip on the fact that somebody would correlate
1: that to because that's what I do. I would I would beg to wonder why if all of a sudden you've seen something develop, I would question it too. Uh but then it gets into some ridiculousness of um somebody on a I read somewhere uh I uh found a balloon, I looked at the map, looked at the the situation there. I went to every situation on that map that was around there. There was balloons in every freaking spot and it's 100% freaking right. That is as ridiculous or freaking crazy as anything you've ever heard. Uh, now they've let the Looney Tunes out, right? So yeah. there'll be this guy out with balloons, me out with a little guider counter and shit well, looking for Whitetail. Dude, or... the, yeah, you're going to have a metal metal detector <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, there you go. For...
0: Um, that's the thing. You know, it's the same thing I, I had a conversation, too, about the trail cameras and all these correlations about, uh, um, you know, pictures and this, you know trail camera facing this direction on this ridge and bucks come here this day every year and it's just like I don't know I mean I I think there's way too much lost time in um in that type of stuff but
1: you put off a certain amount of electricity and you could literally hold an ohmmeter in your hand and get a reading uh and when people get nervous they put off more juice so that's a fact that well, animals can sense that
0: that's totally different that's not we're not even we're not even anywhere near that I know that but I'm saying conversation. it's conversation
1: it's that's
0: like a different chapter. Well, you can see a where I can jump chapter. from
1: electricity in the sky to freaking electricity in an animal to electricity in. Uh, I know there's uh, enzymes yeah. and shit that go about that, or
0: like a, yeah, um, I can't even I can't touch that man. I don't know shit about electricity. I mean, I will say so. It sounds like between the both of us, we've shot deer. Four different trees have been specifically struck by lightning that had deer shot in them. Um, yeah, I think I think in general people have said it. A million times, people overcomplicate things, too, sometimes. I mean, I, I get... But you know, when you when you see well, something over well, and over yeah. and
1: over again, it's, you know, yeah, hit me a few times, I got to... Let's see some other crazy shit. Some other... Oh, some other crazy theories? Well, they're not theories, they're facts, but... Um, so we have a bunch of prop uh, land, or tree stands, preset, and spots. Your average guy is not going to see this because he hasn't been hunting freaking every day for seasons and years and decades, but... Have you noticed that preset stands, the trails were all set up for you to your advantage, and all of a sudden it seems like shit starts shifting downwind of the the norm of it? Like deer learn without anybody being in there, anybody screwing shit up, that it's a spot. How the hell do they know that? Now my, I, I told you my theory on that before with uh, adult does. Um Training and – well identifying and teaching the young that this is a spot to watch see that happens both ways though too
0: if you look at they see a stand visually i'm talking about in general just i'm talking about the life cycle if 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 you really and this is what i tell people about hunting low if you look at the or when we talk about height of hunting if you look at the life cycle of a deer right and you look at you know how old they they grow you know the the general breeding or whatever It does not take long for a generation of whitetail to learn something, right? I mean, a few years, like, so let's say you go to a random field and you smack this huge feeder right in the middle of that random field. Mm. At first, all the deer, it's so foreign. It's this foreign object. They don't know what to think of it. They start testing it. It's there for a year. Deer start to get more comfortable. It's there for three years. Now you have you have the, the age class that was there when it was put there are all probably dead. And then all the new deer coming up associate that with food mm-hmm. and a good thing. And if it's not – so, I mean, you look at a feeder sitting out in a field for six, seven years. I mean, like, all of a sudden now you've changed that population if you're not abandoning I don't know, I, I've that. never
1: seen that situation, so I don't know how that
0: uh... – I'm telling you, that's – I mean, it's just the same thing what you're saying with those tree stands. Except that's a negative impact. I'm talking about a positive impact. But what I'm people saying do is, this with feeding deer all the time. What I'm saying is there was never a negative. cows ringing bells when you feed deer, you know, or when you feed them, you yeah. know. Well, you could get animals to do that too. They do it with uh, bear all the time feeding them. That's what I'm. That's exactly yep. what I'm saying. So you've educated um, not only one deer, but the population in that area, and it only takes a handful of years. Did I tell you about a story when I did put a feeder in once, and it scared the shit out of the deer? Uh, I w- yeah, I would I would bet it did. So
1: there was a buck that I uh, screwed up and missed that was probably the biggest buck in my life ever um, in Wisconsin. And I wanted to get the sheds. It beat me, kicked my ass. The season's over. So I started putting in a bait in these woods to try and find these sheds. And I kept putting in, you know, food and shit. And just back before even all that camera sh- shit where you could have had a camera on there. a uh, Big rub started developing on the bait and all that. And I was getting... And I was working for a living, and I was getting tired of going in there and just constantly putting in a little fricking corn to feed these. So I went and I bought a electric. Oh, well, there's, your, there's
0: <laughs> just your, listen to this. All right, it. there's your fucking problem. So yeah, <laughs> and this,
1: you know, you think you think this out, but back then I didn't think so much. So I'm gonna put this feeder in there now and fill this bucket up, and it'll just it'll constantly keep them there, right? That son of a. I wasn't there to see it, but I can only imagine they came in there. Sundown and that son of a bitch and you know how they say and and then deer were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not to Raw rubs went frickin' cold and I never did get sheds of that probably scared us of the other county, but um Not the wisest no, move. No, it wasn't, but um and you know, I physically couldn't get keep going back in there. Nobody ever found the sheds of that, but um yeah, one of them kinda of bad. Yeah, it's a little different different um, of a concept. But there you go, There, there okay, here's another one. Baiting was legal years ago in Wisconsin. A lot of guys did it, tons of guys did it. And it became kind of tough legally to take a good buck, mature buck, off a of bait because they were onto the gig. Why, when the corn's being harvested on spills on field edges and fields, is it so freaking deadly?
0: Because it's such a natural occurrence, and that's been happening, and them deer have been taking advantage of that for so many years with no negative connotation. That'd be a, an older buck, right? Uh, that's what I would say. Yeah. I, I'm saying any time. Because I, cause, cause a lot of people, for one, it's not legal in a lot of places, but people don't capitalize on shit like that, and they don't think outside of the box. No. Like, people, uh, they just don't. I remember I was scouting Kansas, and um, there was a couple transitions crossing roads, and I was with a couple buddies of mine, and, you know, we were all talking about where we were going to go, and I was like, well, I'm heading over here, and they are like, well, what the hell are you going over there? Like, like, that makes no sense. And I'm like, well, I know there's silos, and i seen there was cracks in the sides of them. Like, you know, and it was, it was a quarter mile off, but I'm like, right. I'm going to get as close to that silo mm-hmm. as I could possibly get because I knew them deer were going to take advantage of that, but people just don't think like that. Yeah. you know so I would argue that when people set corn out in the woods or bait for deer they're constantly getting busted they're getting cracked they're not hunting it properly or maybe there are other guys
1: it. that are doing that that are just well that's happening screwing all over. It up for everybody yeah
0: yeah so yeah. all these deer become wise and that's the biggest thing about baiting I think is people they don't they think since they they're putting food out that they don't have to think about it and people kill deer big deer over bait all the time yeah. And most of the people that don't know what they're doing don't do that until they're rut. You know, not a lot of guys are successful in hunting bait because they think it's going to be a gimme, but you got to do it right, too. Like, a lot right. of these guys are getting busted, and you can't just... Just because there's corn there does not mean a deer is going to come there and eat it, right? right. I mean, it um, goes a little... It's like when I was... Like, I talked about, you know, we talked about, you know, walking those big pieces or public lands, you'd see, you see, got a bait pile here, a bait pile there, especially these states where it's legal every property's got a damn bait pile on it yeah um so definitely changes the pattern turns them a little
1: more uh maybe hitting them a little later um obviously if somebody's sitting over it all time they'll they'll wait until you leave and go and they'll they'll come right in afterwards or and i don't know if you know but a lot of really big bucks hit feed hard in the morning not an evening hit is when they hit them hardest and then they go in bed up and shoot or cut but um but yeah so that's uh something that's um i noticed over the year that uh and deer are lazy creatures just like us they uh they'd rather have a little pile of that shit on the ground uh instead of chewing off the goddamn cob um so when they're harvesting oh and here's how i learned so and this was years ago on the bottoms over at the lease um oh man they're they're taking the corn down tonight. Son of a bitch, I wanted to hunt the bottom, you know, and I leave to go hunt somewhere else because I think the chaos of the combining and the wagons right down in the middle of the field, that is the worst shit you can do. Get That's where you want to go. Same with logging. They're cutting all these logs down up in upper Wisconsin. To dinner bill. Don't leave the food. Yeah, Don't leave for a, a basically illegal huge bait pile. The whole bottom was a bait pile at all. Them son of a bitches are up there pawing at the frickin' wagons for the little shit that was dripping out of their, um...
0: Well, you gotta th- think about it. They know that. Like, that's why I talk about, like, just deer population and education over time. Yep. How long, how many generations deep have has these have these, these grounds been being farmed? They know. Yeah. You know? I mean, they... That's they, a... Uh, and I don't know
1: anything about that, but uh, I did read or hear a little bit about that. Um... That forms of habits can actually get into the genes or genetics of an animal. Just like I said, some yeah, years that t- they,
0: yeah that takes a long. I don't know what time, this is all but, about, but I um, uh,
1: and it really doesn't take all that long of a time, though. I don't think.
0: I think I think that takes a little longer than what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, well, I know
1: one thing. When when uh, some pressure was put on deer, I've seen a year and a half old deer deer that were uh, just completely spooked out, bug out from tracks in the snow, and just. A deer elk all those animals they, well, they, the, when a shit hits the fan they they react pretty quick to it, well so. the
0: thing is they have natural yeah, instincts that's, right so it's the natural instinct that's there, mm-hmm. but it's also you know it's like a cat and kittens right like it naturally knows what to do to keep to to yep. keep those kittens alive that could that could be its first heat cycle that it got pregnant what whatever. you think a human that's a that's a
1: deer that's a year and a half or a year old that all of a sudden now he's scared the shit of a Yeah, and well,
0: and that's where I think so. You got your natural instinct, and then you got your teachings, right? So that still happens. I mean, there's these, you know, these does are teaching these deer. I mean, that that's their only line of defense. They got to watch what mom does, and and even you know, there's plenty of deer that survive that the mom gets shot or they don't have that, but that natural instinct, Mm -hmm. and then and then experience. I think experience, teachings, and natural instinct is all three of those. And then you
1: get a buck that's. Four, five, six years old. That's been living on public land. They're just, them things are just making idiocy. They're just they're turning on. Guys used to always talk about the nocturnal deer. Those deer are nocturnal one day and fricking early as shit the next day. They just turn it on for whenever they need to and turn it off. Um, the only nocturnalness I've seen of these deer's got to do with moon phase and just not being up and feeding. But um, I've seen that. I've seen scary shit on that. That's um, you can't even believe you're seeing some of these Buck Studios things uh just running circles around guys,
0: you know, so um Well, that yeah. was an interesting podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> we'll call this one completely random whitetail talk. We'll talk this one like we didn't
1: know what the hell to talk about tonight and we figured yeah. we'd just uh give man, you a mix of things. I
0: was looking forward to a little bit more what what did we start this with crazy shit? Man, I was I was in my head I was going to weird places. I was like, man, did he see a sasquatch out in the woods or something? Oh, or what no, the hell that happened? I haven't uh <laughs> any crazy prints ever? Yeah, I mean deer prints. No, I'm talking like <laughs> Sasquatch prints. No, uh-huh. I don't know if you and Jimmy T were up there in in Northwoods or no, something. No, there's some guys that believe in that shit. I'm just not one of them. Um, yeah, we'll save a lot the Mer- of people. We'll save s- the Mermaid podcast for a different, of the a more dark. educated. I'm not cast.
1: scared of dark because I I don't believe there's anything out there that's <laughs> in the darkness that could do anything to you. But um,
0: well, that was a bunch of random BS. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Come back next week. More later. There you have it, that is really getting jacked up.